Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. These last few weeks, we've been talking about rest and how God created us to rest and how rest can be refueling for us and can help us as we go on our journey. And so you might be sitting here thinking, if rest is something God made and it is good, why is rest so hard for me? And the answer is really simple, that if it's good to God, that means the enemy is here and he's going to make rest something that you don't want to do because he knows how important it is. And rest for me is not something that's always come easy for me, I struggle to rest because working is something that keeps me focused. And it's also been a way for me to numb away some of the pains in life, some of the things I don't want to think about or deal with. And in the long run, what that does is just suppress those things. And it gets to a place where we carry things with us and we never overcome them and we don't go to rest and we get burnt out and exhausted. And so if you're here, if you are the person who you're just afraid to sit alone with your thoughts, maybe they make you fearful. Maybe there's a problem in your life that you just don't want to think about. And so you just try and keep yourself busy so you don't have to think about it. We're going to talk about this today and I want to give you some faith resources. So this is a huge disclaimer that if you struggle with anxious thoughts, anxiety, inability to rest, that you should absolutely seek out professional help from a professional healthcare provider to help you with this. And this is not a replacement for this. We're just going to talk about some faith resources today. I also want to insert a little um, trigger warning. If you've suffered from miscarriage and talking about miscarriage may be a trigger for you, we're going to share a little bit about my journey with that today and this topic. So if you need to pause the podcast, feel free. Otherwise, I want to dive in and just share a little bit of my journey with this. A couple of years back, my husband and I, we were trying to get pregnant with our second baby and we had got pregnant and we're excited. We were just getting ready to move from South Carolina back to our hometown where all of our family was. And something about that second pregnancy, boy, you just seemed to pop a little bit early or just the bloating showed (laughs) really early. And so we had had the pregnancy announcement already. We were going to tell our family when we got home and when we had our entire house packed up in boxes, moving trucks were in the driveway. I suffered a miscarriage and we lost that baby. And it was a hard thing to face in that moment. It was just something that was extremely painful for me. I suffer from PCOS and that means polycystic ovarian syndrome, which also comes with a high risk of infertility and also miscarriage. And so it was really easy for me just to go down these thought spirals of, I'm not going to be able to have any more babies. This is going to continue to happen. This is going to be a struggle. Will I ever get to be a mom again? But I, I felt some of that pain and I just knew I'm like, I can't think about this right now. So I numbed it away. So I opened my computer. I did a team call for my team that night. I did some extra projects. I did all the packing, all the moving, and I just didn't feel, I just couldn't bear to sit alone with those thoughts. And so I numbed it away and then we got home and I didn't want to share with my family. And so I just got diving into work and packing the house, being a mom. And I, I just couldn't sit alone with those thoughts. And so I, I chose to numb it away. And what I didn't know in that season was God was sitting right here with me, just waiting for me to slow down and and see him. He wanted to be the one to wrap his arms around me and comfort me. He wanted to whisper that, I know this is hard. I know you're hurting. Jesus was not afraid to cry the death of his friend Lazarus. And and God wanted me to know that it was okay to feel that hurt, but just to nudge me and know that that his plan was bigger. And he, he wanted to heal me. He wanted to show me healing and that even if 
my worst fears did come true. Maybe I never had another baby again, that his plan was bigger and that I was living for more than just my time here on earth, but to be with him in heaven, that God could use any hardship to bring some good. And I didn't do that. And so I numbed it away. And so God loves rest. And so the enemy is going to do anything in his power to destroy it. And so the first thing that the enemy wants to do is to make you spiral. He wants you to go through all of those worst case scenarios. He wants to take a truth in your life and then create so many lies from it and paint such a vivid picture in your life that you believe those lies is truth. A simple example, I had a miscarriage. That is a truth. But the enemy wanted to paint into my mind that I would never be a mom again, that I would be stuck in the spiral of trying to get pregnant, having miscarriage, feeling loss after loss, and that it would never happen to me and make me think those thoughts in my mind so vividly that I started to act on them like they were truth. And then he wants you to stay quiet with these fears because he doesn't want you to share them with them because you may feel shame if you share it with someone else or someone else will think you're crazy or they'll see that you really don't have it all together because... None of us do, but we don't ever like to admit that. But if he can't get you spiraling, or maybe he'll get you for a second, what he will do then is make you numb it away. And he will make you not rest because he knows that rest is healing. And so he'll use things to distract you like work or projects or just never sitting and being quiet so that you bury those pains with you instead of sitting down with your maker and seeing his scars and his wounds and knowing that your healing comes by facing your scars and offering them to the one who gained his scars to take away your pain. And so if you're struggling to rest because you don't want to be alone with your thoughts, after you go see a healthcare professional, I want to share with you some other things of faith that have really helped me as resources in this journey. And so first is just recognizing that you're spiraling. It's recognizing that you are going down a rabbit hole and that you are believing something right now that is not truth. And what are you putting all of this energy in? And maybe it's even creating a false reality in your life. So it's one, just recognizing it and recognizing that you are in this place of spiraling. It's so powerful. And you'll learn to find some cues. For me, it's just this, this, Thoughts just kind of go very fast. I feel very uneasy. I realize that I am not offering it to God and I'm putting my own spin in it. Those are some things that have helped me recognize that I'm spiraling. And then it's learning to replace that lie that you are believing from the enemy with a truth. And where do we get this? We get it from scripture. God has given us an entire collections of books in the Bible to help us when the enemy tries to speak a lie into our life. And so maybe it's something so so simple, maybe that you will just never be good enough or nothing good will ever happen in your life. Maybe that's what the enemy is speaking into your life right now. And you can find a truth in Romans 8, 28, where we see that it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so you can say, you know, the enemies tell me nothing good will ever happen, but here I see a truth that God works for the good of all those who love him. And you can live in that truth. And so what I've started to do when my brain wants to spiral is instead of sitting alone with those thoughts and being in quiet and letting the enemy tell me anything he darn well pleases, I've learned to run back to Jesus. And so it's knowing that you may not always control that first negative thought, right? That first negative thought may come in, but you can control how much attention you give to it and what you do with that thought. Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You, you have a choice. You can transform your mind. You have a choice how much attention you give these thoughts in which direction you go. 
And it's also knowing what patterns of the world are helping you and pushing you to fall into these thought spiral traps. Maybe an example for you is Instagram. Maybe your Instagram is just filled with all these fitness influencers and you feel like you have to have a six pack to be fit and to be worthy. And so the enemy might make you spiral into some negative self-talk that you're not worthy. Maybe you should feel shame anytime you have a bite of ice cream or maybe you look in the mirror and you don't have a six pack or maybe he'll just tell you you'll always be unhealthy and you'll never get there, so why try? And so he'll put all this shame around you by just scrolling something so simple on social media. But the truth we can replace it with is Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In other words, when you are with God, he loves you exactly as you are. There is no shame to be who you are. And so maybe it's learning to remove some of those things that trigger those spirals for you. And so maybe removing some of those accounts you follow. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And so maybe that's a way you can guard your heart from even entering into the spirals. Another thing that has helped me so much is having a small, close community of people who will help me run back to Jesus. There is so much power in sharing some of these these dark thoughts or spirals that you are going through with someone who is safe, with someone who loves Jesus, and someone who will help you direct your thoughts back to him. And sometimes it's so simple as just sharing one of these things out loud. Sometimes once you say it out loud, it makes you realize, well, this is so silly. I don't know why I've been giving this so much attention. It can be that simple. Other times, it makes you see that you're not alone. It makes you see that someone else is facing the same exact thing. And so you can work together to fight back together. And other times, maybe that person's not been there, but they will be there with you. They'll cry with you. They'll pray with you. And they'll go to battle with you. And so it's remembering that if rest is something that God values, the enemy will do anything he can to take it away from you. Rest often involves quiet time with our brain and the enemy knows that that's where he can do his greatest work because when you're alone with your thoughts, again, he can tell you anything he wants, but our mind is also where God can step in and where he can work into our life. So it's removing those walls and those voices of the enemy so that we can slow down and hear God speaking in our life. It's a powerful battle. Our minds are such beautiful tools, but they can be some of our biggest barriers. And so it's knowing that this is important, that you are struggling, find professional help, get all the resources you can get, find a community to fight back with you and trust that God is in control and he is waiting here to guide you and that you can overcome this and you can get to a place where rest is actually restful instead of making you feel restless. I want to say that again. You can get to a place where rest is actually restful instead of making you feel restless. It takes work, but it is a gift and it is something that God wants you to have. And so I just want to encourage you that it is worth the fight. Let's end today in prayer. God, I can so many times find myself spiraling into so many directions that aren't leading me back to you. I can be tempted to stay in those thoughts and I can also be tempted just to work and to numb it away. But I know that that means that I carry it with me. And I know that that means that I avoid the rest that I so need to connect back to you. God, help me 
to take all those anxious thoughts and offer them to you. Help me to replace those lies with truth and help me to sit down with your word and help me to find rest that is restful instead of what the enemy wants is to take rest and make me feel more restless. Jesus, I'm turning to you. Please help me speak into my heart the things that I need to overcome these battles that I'm facing and help me to have the courage to seek out the things that I need so that I can fully run back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sometimes these topics are hard and sometimes these topics reveal things that we need to hear in order to get the help we need. And so today I just want to remind you again, if you are facing any of these battles to go get the professional help you need, to pray about it and to find someone safe to share these struggles with and to know that you can overcome it. And thank you so much for being here for the fun topics, for the hard topics, and for always remembering that you can fall off track but it is running back to Jesus that will make you whole again. We'll see you again next week.